Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on this special edition, we have our employment service team talking to us today about Disability Awareness Month, DEIA. And we're going to be talking about some myths, breaking down myths, and as we always do, dispelling some myths about employing people who are blind or visually impaired. So today we got Mrs. Christy Russell on the line. How you doing, Christy? Hey, Ray. Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. All right, Christy. Tell us what you do at Bosma. So I actually get to lead this amazing team. Um, I am the manager of our adult and youth employment services programming here at Bosma. All right. Now we got Mr. Matt Edwards. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Ray. Thank you for having us. All right. What do you do real quickly here at Bosma? Uh, employment specialist, and I work with adults on uh, uh, getting employment ready and uh, helping them all along this uh, journey to work and a little bit of youth work and benefits. And we do all kinds of things here. So uh, happy to be involved in, in what we do. All right. Now we have Ms. Natalie Weisenbach. How are you doing, Natalie? I'm good, Ray. Thanks for having us again today. We love being here. All right. Tell, tell us what you do here at Bosma, Natalie. I'm also an employment specialist like Matt. I work with our adults on their employment journey. I also do benefits counseling. Um, and we are also starting our uh, coaching for other employment service providers as well. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we got the team with us today. And today's myth. This is a good one. I was looking it up uh, over the week. This is a good myth right here. We're going to talk about our industry is too dangerous to hire a person who was blind or visually impaired. And I know our employment service team has heard this one before. Is that true? Oh, More yeah. than once. <laughs> <laughs> so what, think- what type of uh, industries have you heard that from? What type of um, companies have you heard that from? Well, I think we've heard it from just about any company we've walked into. They are very hesitant uh, because there there is this perceived risk that somebody who's blind or visually impaired is just not going to be able to get uh, around their organization safely. So, I mean, retail, uh, hospitality, production, um, I don't know, you name it, we probably have seen it. I uh, I had a long conversation when I first started with a pharmaceutical company, how it just couldn't be done. Like there was no way, it just wasn't safe. I, and, you know, couldn't even have a real conversation. Uh, got shut down pretty quick. That was, I think, my first eye-opening experience with what I was getting myself into early on in my career of companies just, no, it's too risky, can't do it, right? So it's a it's a big myth that when you, um, when you say like a retail store, we talking just like your, your, your local corner store. Even I mean something as simple as say like a grocery store. You know, oh well, we're gonna have pallets with merchandise. You know, we don't want them to trip or, um, or well, you know, we get really busy around this time of day or you know we just don't know if it's safe. Um, you know, I think it, I think it, it kind of goes back to our conversation last month about people just don't know what they don't know. Um, and I think they come from a genuine good place uh, of their heart to say, Hey, we just, we don't know how someone who's blind could do that because I've never seen that, or I don't know. And I just don't want anybody to get hurt. So 
So I'm just going to assume they can't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's, that's the mindset. I don't think anybody intentionally just says like, oh, I don't think these people can do anything because they're blind. I think it goes back to, I just don't know how it could be done. So uh, what type of job was this, uh, are these employees looking for when you talk about like at a uh, grocery store, are they trying to stock shelves? Are they trying, what what type of role are they looking to pursue? I I, I think, you know, it depends on uh, what what they're uh, able to do, what their vision allows them to do. Uh, Because we've had people as cashiers, we've had people as baggers, we've had uh, people uh, working in receiving all within a a retail, you know, environment. So, um, so, you know, it depends, it depends on a lot of their uh, abilities, uh, what their vision allows them to do, or, I mean, we've had people totally blind, uh, you know, working for Meyer in the receiving area, which, you know, is in, in, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to uh, to name drop companies, but these are all great ones uh, yeah. that are very diverse. But, you know, on Amazon, you know, um, yeah. places that are similar to Bosma. Um, but, you know, I think it, a lot of it is, uh, you know, us being able to educate people as we go to interviews or we uh, talk to different employers and stuff like that. Love to have people come uh, to Bosma to witness uh, the, the whole whole gamut of, of people working in, you know, in an office or in a warehouse or whatever it is. Uh, so I think seeing that, seeing that in action, us doing a little education, you know, with a white cane, anybody can travel safely. People are yeah. blind, travel you, you, everywhere. You hit it on the head, Matt. Like we do a little bit of everything here at Bob. We got a kitchen over here. We have a warehouse. Yep. We got production area over here. We got an administrative. We got people who are blind and just, uh, various roles and you know definitely the warehouse I don't hear about a lot of um, accidents or people getting injured because we're very safe around here on how we uh, navigate and we communicate that's I think that's one of the biggest things we communicate if you're working in the warehouse it's really just saying telling the person hey look out for that pallet or you know you know just really communicating with one another because you know I stay on the right side of the wall he stays on the right side of the wall we have low tech devices like rugs that we put down when you're coming up uh, to a doorway or a stairwell or something like that. So it's really just communication and uh, little small um, uh, devices or adaptations that will go a long way when you any type of environment. So I think that's a big one, right? And it's something that most companies are already doing, right? Especially when I think about production type industries. You know, a lot of them are already taping out where their uh, pallets are going, where their supply is stationed, right? Things can't just be thrown about because they have their own safety measures that they're trying to meet. And, And so all of those things are already contributing to a safe work environment that is very helpful for somebody who is blind or visually impaired to be in a nice organized space is is monumental you know i think it's i love walking into a company and say hey we're just going to come out and you know see see if your space you know is you know you have jobs that are available or you know a good setup for somebody who's blind or visually impaired um and i would say in the six years that i've been here i've only had one company that i thought oh i don't i don't know that i recommend somebody with sight coming in here working right (laughs) um so 
I think most companies are already already have their process in place to have a safe um, set up to, to really eliminate those risks of safety concerns, right? For somebody right. who has vision or who doesn't have vision. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're going to put those uh, measures in place for anyone, anyone who comes into, you know, work into that environment. So, right. yeah. I think that's really, really the key point there is all employees are at a risk. You know, when you're working with large equipment or machinery or things of that nature, it the the protocols in your processes need to support safety for all. It it doesn't make one, you know, at less risk more than another, right? It, it's more of do we have the right protocols? Do we have our safety features? Are we always putting safety at the forefront of our planning for all employees? And visually impaired or not that it shouldn't be one or the other if that makes sense i mean it should just be part of your standard format there's really no more risk because someone is blind or not because you're going to train your employees you're going to train your employees on safety measures you're going to train your employees on how to operate things and you're going to stay on that you're going to constantly be reviewing that it doesn't make it a subset of of risk just because someone happens to have a visual impairment and what is that visual impairment? They actually may be able to see the components of their particular job very well, but maybe it's other parts, you know, peripheral or things of that nature. So there really isn't any more risk in terms of employee to employee and companies should be evaluating safety protocols for all. So do you think it's more like people not really seeing people who are blind in these roles uh, that it's kind of really hindering you know, employers from actually uh, taking that risk? Mm, probably. I mean, it's it's kind of a shock sometimes when, you know, we walk into an interview and uh, maybe, you know, that's uh, their first encounter and, you know, considering somebody who's blind or visually impaired. Uh, to us, it's nothing new and, and we see it every day. Uh, our, our job seekers that we work with have an advantage in that uh, they they do have access to additional training through us through an O and M orientation mobility instructor, um, assistive technology instructor, all these folks that are involved with uh, vocational rehabilitation, um, you know have 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 the the resources here to help make them successful. And a lot of employers don't understand that they've never heard of vocational rehabilitation. Right. <laughs> um, so hope that answers your question. Well, I was I was saying, like, if you've never seen a person who is blind cook, so you probably will say, OK, well, this person could be a chef. But we we cook every day like it's like it's nothing right. new. Like I, I cook every day. I use, I'm going to use the same equipment that you're using, but I'm just using it with you know non-visual techniques that I have to use. It's like I'm not going to cut my finger off if I, as long as I'm going to continue to stay safe. And use the things that I was taught at Bosnia's Rehab Center or, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you've never seen a, a blind chef until you watch, you know, the what's the show on TV they had with the lady who was blind who actually wanted. Uh, was it Top Chef? Or? Top Chef. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she did a great job, you know, working in that harassment <laughs> that she had to deal with on that show, you know, with the uh, Chef Ramsey. Uh-huh. But, uh yeah, until you see people like that on TV being chefs and stuff, you don't think it's possible. But I think that as long as we keep putting it out in the forefront, 
you know, we can kind of break down those barriers like you, you guys have been doing. So no, I think you're spot on, Ray, because it goes back to I think sometimes people say to themselves, I don't know how I would do that if I were blind, because they don't have a frame of reference. And why would you? If you've never been around somebody who's visually impaired or disabled on any level, it's hard for you to understand what's available. I see even our clients that come to the rehabilitation center who are new to their vision loss, they even are thinking, well, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do fill in the blank. They don't even know themselves and they're visually impaired now because we don't walk around in a world just preparing to get a disability. We don't, you know, we don't just walk around thinking, well, I should probably go ahead and do this in case I lose my vision or, oh, I should probably go ahead and think about how wheelchair accessibility in the event I need to use a wheelchair when I'm older as I'm shopping for a house. You know, we don't prepare, we don't go around thinking that way. So until you are in a situation where you need to know about a disability accommodation or a a variety of ways to do a task, you just don't know. And you're going to operate from your personal frame of reference. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way. But you know, we have to almost have that space for grace for everybody that we don't know what we don't know. And even as humans, you know, we talk about culture. We've all been taught how we do things from our parents. Well, right. you know, get married, <laughs> right? Get right. married and realize how different you do things, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right? Have the kid. <laughs> right. Then have children and have to parent, right? So it starts with really our frame of reference as a child and, and the way we were taught something. Well, just as much as we were taught that way, we can be taught another way. There is not always this one size fits all way to accomplish something, whether that's a work task, a home task, a life task, a hobby, you know, we just have to put things in perspective and realize, okay, I may not know anything about that, but I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to ask the questions and I'm willing to have an open mind to consider that there may be a different way to accomplish this task. That's that's great, great segue into Disability Awareness Month, giving people more awareness about what's going on. As we all know, March is Disability Awareness Month, and uh, we really want to highlight the capabilities of those individuals who are blind and have other significant disabilities uh, throughout the month of March. So how how do you guys uh, celebrate Disability Awareness Month, and what does it mean to you? Uh, means inclusion of all things, right? And all people. Um, we've, we work in the workforce and with employers. So that's, that's our emphasis, you know? So uh, one thing, you know, I'm just doing is kind of reaching out to all our employer partners uh, this month and just thanking them for being a, a, a partner of ours, trying to maintain communication as we, we move through the year and, uh, and just, yeah, mentioning, Hey, this is March Disability Awareness Month, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm trying to reach out more to, um, you can find these folks on LinkedIn and in the bigger companies these days are, are actually designating, you know, a diversity uh, person to their talent acquisition team, HR, whatever. So, you know, I'm purposely trying to pick some of these people out in, in the industries that, you know, I know uh, our job seekers are, are interested in and starting that conversation, especially this month. So Natalie. Yeah. I was going to say just continuing 
to, to push those conversations with employers and answering those questions and building those relationships. Um, and, you know, I, I, I chuckle a little, right, because that's what we do every single day. Um, you know, every day is really Disability Awareness Month for us around here. Uh, but, you know, really to, to put that, just that extra emphasis on, hey, you know, it's the, this is what's happening this month. You know, how can I help you, you know, really diversify your workforce? How can I really help you be more inclusive? What is it that you struggle with in your organization? Where can we really work together to break down that barrier for you as an organization to get you where you want to be in your workforce? Um, you know, because I think the other part of that conversation uh, is that, you know, when you're hiring somebody who is blind or visually impaired or has a disability and they're coming into your workforce, you're getting a very different perspective. Um, and I, I think we were all very much aware that the, the more different points of view that you have, the stronger you are as an organization, right? If everybody's on the same ship, you know, paddling the same direction, doing the same thing, you know, on the same side of the boat, you're just spinning in circles, right? You know, but sure. if you have a whole team doing different tasks, you're going to get much further, much faster. Um, and so I think really continuing to have that conversation of why it's so important to hire somebody um, with disabilities and have them on your team, you know, I would say that's, that's a big one. You need those different points of view. Um, you know, kind of stepping back to what Christy was saying earlier about, you know, things being able to be done differently. Um, I think you get you get that right when you have somebody who's blind or visually impaired. The the way that they're going to come out a problem is typically going to be very different from what somebody else in your workforce has, has constantly been beating their head against the wall with, right? Um, so okay. I think. We've I think always, a, we, we're thinking about the problem even before we get to the problem. So I'm right. already having to figure out how I'm going to break down this barrier, how I'm going to get to X, Y, and Z. And, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's and, a and lot there's, of typically, there's typically a plan and then a backup plan, a backup right. plan. And you've got about seven backup plans, right? Because you're already prepared that something's going to fail on plan one, right? Where for me, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. And, and this is how I've always done it. And this is going to be fine. Well, hey, guess what? That's not it. So I, I think it's really important that organizations understand that, yes, there, there's a lot of flexibility uh, that you have to be able to have, but you're getting a lot of creativity and flexible ideas when you're hiring individuals with disabilities. All right, Christy. Yeah, so I... I echo what they have said, and I would say at a larger level, we've been uh, working with our marketing team on creating a newsletter to go out on behalf of our team to identified companies within the central Indianapolis area, since that is our coverage area for our service program. We're calling it the employment dispatch, where we talk mm -hmm. about, you know, if there's a recent article with some research about people with disabilities or hiring people with vision loss. Um, like a snippet from one of us on things we're working on and any, any ways to get involved. So we have a call to action. Um, you know, we want businesses to take it past a phone call to check a box on DEI initiative. We know companies are prioritizing DEI. Um, we know companies are even budgeting for DEI 
activities within their company, whether that's training or events, uh, recruitment, it could be a lot of different things. So we want to say, okay, well, don't just make a phone call to say, okay, I've identified a a resource here in our area that if an employee were to go blind, we know about Bosma. I want to see employers take it to the next step. I want them to want us to come in. I want them to be open to meeting with us and learning. Let us come see your work site. Let us give you ideas. Tell us your pain points about your hiring. Are you having a lot of turnover? What are you seeing with your candidates? Maybe there's a solution we can help you resolve. And if we have a a candidate for you that has experience, great, right? That's a win-win. However, maybe it's just the relationship because if I can impart the knowledge, right? That's what we've been saying this whole podcast is this knowledge, this lack of awareness, then I've done at least part of my job, you know, because on average, we know when somebody learns something interesting, they're going to go back and tell at least two people. I want to find who is that champion in each of those companies we talk to. DEI is not something you just do once and say you did it. It has to be ongoing. And when we talk about diversity, we cannot exclude disability. You know, diversity is more than ethnicity, male, female. It is so much more than just that. Because when we talk only about that, we're still excluding a population of individuals who are facing quite a lot of barriers to employment. And that's those with disabilities. And even more so, those who are visually impaired. Um, And so companies, I think, you know, for us, what are we doing? We're trying to get, get in there with people. We want people to know about us, um, hopefully through our newsletter going out to a variety of companies here locally that will get some interest. We have a strong call to action in there that if you want to take this to the next step for your company in terms of initiative, we want to talk to you about being an internship site. We have individuals that want to test their skills before they commit but I need companies willing to let us in to try it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't, we can only simulate so much, you know, in an office, (laughs) we need to get them out. Um, You know, they want to practice the the transportation because these are individuals that didn't have to worry about how they were going to get there. So going back to plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, they could just go get in their car and go. And now that's not an option. They want to test it. They want to see how it's going to go. But companies need to do more. Companies need to do more than just say, I have this initiative and we, we're aware of who our resources are. That, that's mm-hmm. great. That's a great and wonderful first step. But if you truly, truly are a company advertising that you're a diverse workforce and you have these initiatives, then I'm more interested in talking to you about what you're doing to really make that change within your company. Um, this podcast right? Us doing this on a monthly basis. We, we certainly have tried a lot of different ways to connect more personally right. with our companies here locally. Um, and we've developed a, a number of great relationships as a result of those meetings, but we know we can reach more through a podcast. We know we can keep getting our word out. And so I think for us as a team, like Natalie said, every month, every day is disability awareness month, because we see firsthand the stigma that still exists, no matter how much we want to say our culture is evolving. There is still a lot of stigma and barriers 
to employment oh, yeah. for people who are visually impaired. And we, we just keep showing up. We show up, right? That's what we do every day. That, Our clients at the these companies. Yeah. We can't give up. We can't give yeah. up until that 70% nationally goes down and then our what 62 percent unemployment yeah. rate for visually impaired here in indiana that needs to go down as well but we need partnerships to make that happen you, you said something like we got to show up and, and just disability awareness month is every day i was just i was at the store the other day and the guy was he didn't he didn't think i was blind so i get this sometimes when i'm out because some people you'll be surprised how many people don't know what a white cane is or what it symbolizes like wheelchair people know that i'm you know, off top, you know what a wheelchair is, but the white cane, I don't know, maybe because because I grabbed something from him. So since I grabbed it so smoothly, he was like, oh, you're not blind. <laughs> so <laughs> even though I got this cane and she didn't help me get in the store, everything, no, he's not blind. I don't believe that. That's I, like almost an insult to me, be honest with you. <laughs> but I have we, to, We've I, heard that a lot. You're not yeah. alone in that. Oh, we'll yeah. say, are, you know, people will maybe pull us aside. Are you? Are you sure they're sure? blind? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they are. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just came in here. I'm lying about it. I just right. <laughs> you know, but Ray, here's here's the true story that I just thought. This is how far we still have to go, right? I I was working with a gentleman who uh, works in a forward facing position, right? He is in the community. He is working with the public, and he is talking with them, and he's you know, customer service and had some people like waving their hands in front of his face to see if he could really see or not, you know, mm -hmm. because, and I just thought, what, what is happening? Right. Like, right. so there's still a lot And the company handled it very well, but as a society, like we have a long way to go to figure out, like, what are yeah. we doing? Right. Yeah. Like how rude can you really be to somebody? A you know why a little bit of compassion and kindness goes a long way like try that first before you start assuming that somebody can or can't see or what they're doing and i think maybe that's the other part that i feel like is a part of dei right like understanding that just because somebody is visually impaired or has a disability does not mean that you need to treat them a less than right or uh, differently than you do your other coworkers, right? Right. You continue to treat people with kindness and compassion um, and respect. I think that's a that's a big thing for me in making sure that as I'm talking to people, um, I'm as respectful as possible. You know, yes, I am. I'm a smart aleck and I try to be funny and, you know, sometimes I say the wrong thing and, you know, I'm not always perfect, but I'm, I'm going to apologize if I realize that things have, you know, not hit the right mark and, you know, work on myself to be better. But I think that's the other part when we think about Disability Awareness Month and what you can do on as an organization, start small, right? Start there. Just how are you talking to people in your own organization? How are you working with your employees? You know, are you are you out there really encouraging them to be their best person, right, in your workforce? Are you making sure, hey, let's talk about some accommodations that are universal that help everybody, you know, instead of waiting for somebody to come to you with a, with a need, right? Where are ways that you can improve in those areas? So, sorry, I'll get off that soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, I definitely uh, wanted to touch on DEI A. So what does the A mean to any everybody, the accessibility portion, and how can employers actually make their, you know, their um, applications more accessible uh, to actually attract this, uh, this uh, pool of talent? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think it, it just, it goes back to, you know, educating employers. Uh, a lot of people, you know, if we're talking about accessibility in our, in our world, you know, a lot of that means, uh, you know, computer technology, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, just, just, you know, uh, being open-minded when we're, when we're talking about this, uh, when we're talking about screen readers or magnification, stuff like that, um, being willing to, for us to test your system, you know, that's, that's a big one. If we're talking about accessibility, uh, now I can't go and have too much conversation with the programmers who are putting these <laughs> applications together. But I do think like uh, a lot more of these people that are building uh, computer systems are paying a little bit more attention to accessibility yeah. and, and that sort of thing these days, you know, so it's, I know it's, I, I do think it's it's come a long way, but uh, I don't know. Hey, you know, it's it's all it's all about making your workspace accessible. Um, if people are in wheelchairs or, you know, what what have you, uh, another advantage of working with us and our people is is we provide this training and and recommendations for for anything accessibility wise in a workspace. Before I get get everyone out of here today, just uh, give them the information how they can get in contact with our employment service team. Uh, to learn more about um, the services that we provide. Absolutely. Well, we'd love to have everyone check out our amazing website. You can go to www.bosma.org backslash center. So that's mm -hmm. B-O-S-M-A dot O-R-G backslash C-E-N-T-E-R. Or you can feel free to email me directly, Christy Russell. My email is R at bosma.org, and that's K-R-I-S-T-Y-R at B-O-S-M-A dot org. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have and get you to the right place. All right. Once again, thank you for all that great information. Once again, disbunking those myths about what individuals who are blind and visually impaired can do and achieve and make sure that everybody's following us on all of our social media pages. Definitely. Follow the podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud, and we'll see you next month. Talk to you later. Bye.